Hello and welcome to Soul Led Living, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your soul's true path so you can create the dream life you know you are meant to live. I'm Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and an advocate for living soul led. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. another episode of soul led living i am not alone today no you're not i'm <laughs> i'm with probably like the most diva guest i've ever had <laughs> i have been to a lot of podcast studios and i did not ask for as many things as you needed i have high expectations yeah this is my husband benny welcome benny hi guys how you doing and he didn't like his chair he didn't like his microphone his feet were not comfortable he needed to get he needed water i mean I've never walked into a studio and made so many requests, Benny. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. I, he is a little nervous guy. He doesn't love the <laughs> camera. So um, let's just make some like nice space for him because I think it's going to be a good episode. It's an important episode. We're going to talk about relationships, partnerships. Actually, tomorrow, Betty and I are celebrating 12 years of being married. Hi, 12 years. Twelve happy, wonderful years. I, I wrote that in the script for him. <laughs> so we have some questions. Benny, first question, and we're going to answer it together. Okay. Okay? Did you at ever, the same time? At the same time. Ready? It's a yes or no. Did you ever think you would make it to 12 years of marriage? No. Yes. <laughs> no? You didn't think so? It's a lot of times I didn't think so, babe. And the be- like before we got married, you didn't yeah. think you'd make it to 12? Yeah, or during was, the marriage? There were some hard years. Like, the <laughs> early years. Like, and I think that was the... I think that that's why m- the first years were hard for me. Because I feel like my brain was, like, short-circuiting. And, like, when things were hard, like, I didn't know how to go through a hard thing. So I just thought about leaving a lot. That's just, like, my personality. The go-to. Yeah. And you just get out. You just felt like I'll just sit here longer. Like even when things were hard. Well, they weren't that hard for me. I mean, work was hard, but I relate. Like you weren't that hard. You were pretty easy. I was difficult, but maybe that's why. Yeah. And then I feel like that switched a few years ago. I feel like that seven-year itch thing is like a real thing. Like after seven years, I felt like I could ground into the relationship, but it took me like a solid seven. Really? Wow. It's good to know. We're going to need a therapy session. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, next question for you. <laughs> so you, after you got married, you were like, you always thought like we would get here. But before we got married, did you ever think you were going to get married? Yeah, I always knew I was going to get married. I always wanted to get married. I always wanted to have kids and a, a, a wife and a happy family. And yeah, I always knew I wanted to get married. But when I met you, you were like a little jaded. Like, I f- remember you, like, specifically telling me that you weren't going to get married unless you met somebody like your grandmother. That's true. I thought that. Yes. <laughs> That's true. What was that about? Well, I wasn't necessarily looking to get married when I met you. I was with Ali, and Ali was, like, two, and I was just kind of just taking on a fa- single father role, and I wasn't really dating or trying to find anybody. I just was just trying to worry about my house with Ali, you know? Okay. And then what changed your mind when you met me? I don't know. You got to, you know, we started seeing each other. Things were good. I was happy. You were great with Ali. You know, you were beautiful. You had a career. You were smart. You were, you know, everything that somebody would want. And Okay, know. we're done with the show. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. 
Okay. Was so, that bad? No, I was just saying that like... You I mean, you checked a lot of the boxes, you know? Isn't that what it's all about? Is like finding somebody that you can... Well, so, but it's better that I found you when I wasn't looking. I was just... You just came into my life so when you I... you had some sort of checking. Like, you had some sort of list, I guess. Well, the Tata list, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she had to cook frijol, frijoles negros and... I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and she, like, irons and I don't... She used to that. iron my underwear. Yeah. And my bed sheets. And she would put... Um, Violetas. Violetas, yes. On your bed sheets. Yes. I don't do that. She, I would take her all my clothes to get them ironed, and she would cut my nails, my toenails, and. Guys, this is her, his Cuban grandma. She was in case amazing. You're wondering who Tata is, yes. who rest in peace, Tata. Yes. But I'm, I'm not exactly well. Actually, I want to talk about that. Well, her role in the family was to take care of everybody, and she did it like amazingly. So, I was just pampered my whole life. Have I disappointed you in that? Well, you've never cut my nails, <laughs> have you? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I mean, there's some things that you just the Tata is the only one that checks those boxes. I feel like though this is like an important thing because we, we were talking. I had a client recently, and I was a little stumped on their relationship. Um, they were she was like in a bad marriage, so I bring some of those questions to Benny because I mean that's who I do partnership with, and he has some good ideas. And I brought you kind of a this problem where this couple was acting like she was looking for a father and he was looking for a mom and like now they were parents and those roles were playing out and it didn't work and I think that's kind of like a natural thing when you first get together I definitely was like looking for a father in a sense because you know one thing that I like about you is that you had a house and I was like all right cool I don't have to you know like you were looking for a tata and I was like looking for somebody to take care of me and I think I, and I think that that's what kind of maybe was a little hard in the beginning. And I feel like as we started to go through hard things, I had to dig deep into my love for you. And I think we've talked about this before that like, if there is no love, it's hard to get through some stuff. And I asked you the other day, I go like, well, what, like, what is love? Like, how do you love a person? And I think you, you did a good job. I think I would answer it differently every time, but whatever. Like, but what is love? Like, how does somebody love a person? I don't know. When you just care if they're happy or not, or you care if they're doing well, or you even want them to do well, or, you know, um, just without you, without me being happy, trying to, you know, make sure that you are okay and happy. And I think, like, when you first get into a relationship, like, where, where we were at, it's definitely, like, an exchange. Like, in a way, you were like, I have a daughter. Like, I could use a Tata. And I was like, <laughs> I'm kind of tired of paying rent. I could well, you were like a hot Tata, though. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't have her breath. <laughs> so, um, but then, ultimately, we have to transition from, like, looking for our parents into partnership. Right. Right? So, like, those relationships that I tell you about... Um, like when the guy is like being the son and the, the wife is like being the mother. Like what are your thoughts about that? It's not healthy. Yeah, that's like a parenting role and it's no sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's, you know, annoying to have to take care of somebody and I don't know. How do you switch that? Like how does a guy get out of the role of being like a child? I think that there needs to be a man. Like he, that, at some point, they need to um, do manly things and be a man. What's a manly thing? I don't know. Swing a hammer at something. Get mad and swing a hammer at a wall or something. I don't know. Aggressive and testosterone and you know, sweaty and smells bad and you know, I don't know. 
I feel like you did a good job of taking me from a girl to a woman. And I actually have like an example of that. I remember, it's so funny, like, you know, before I met you, I was like living, I was renting and I had roommates and I met you and I was like, God, this guy has like a full house and he like lets me bring my dog over. Like, this is awesome. (laughs) So I move in with Benny. I don't even, I tell him I'm moving in with him. Like, you never asked. I'm still waiting for you to ask me Mm, to move in. move in, yeah. Yeah, I just like showed up and I was like, this is not, this whole back and forth thing is not working out. I'm moving in. And, um... In my mind, I thought, like, somebody owns their house. Like, that means there's no more payments. Like, I never crossed my mind, like, <laughs> one shall ha- one might have a mortgage. Yeah, definitely. Just because I, I live in a dwelling doesn't mean, or I'm not <laughs> renting doesn't mean it's free. Exactly. That was, like, really funny. But anyways, we... Um, but I was, like, in the bachelor part of my life. I had a perfect bachelor pad. Beautiful. I was remodeling it. It was, I was, like, a thirteen, fourteen hundred $1,400 mortgage. Hey, you're killing it. Three bedrooms. I was killing house. it. Nice yard. Yeah. And then I walked in. Yes. Ruined everything. You guys, you would walk into Benny's house and to the right was like that fine, like living room. Like we call it la sala. It's like the formal sitting room where you have like furniture that nobody sits on. plastic. Benny, what was in your formal living room? A gym. An entire <laughs> gym, guys. Like a Bowflex. No, no Bowflex. It's not for men. I had like a spinning bike. <laughs> it had a spinning bike. It had a bench press. It had all dumbbells it was like the scariest thing you've ever seen i remember walking into your house the first day i ever walked into your house and i gasped i was like oh. well i gasped because i actually knew i was going to live there one day like i had like oh jeez like a psychic premonition <laughs> and then i remember just being like this is like is this guy gonna murder me is this are these like sex toys like i was not sure what was going on in that fine de- like that living room there. from a girl to a woman so anyways in the gym <laughs> we move in i move in with him um, we're married a few years and we decided that we want to get a bigger house. We, we already had two kids. We wanted to have another one or I wanted to have another we one. We used Nikki. Then you did not want to have a third child. I didn't want to move out of the house. Right. Uh, we were in a great situation. And I get it. And then he was Financially. Like, and I, but I found this house. I'm like, I think you're going to love this house. And sure enough, like he fell in love with the house, but it was, we couldn't afford it. Like we didn't have, we were both entrepreneurs. Like I was, I was making zero money because I was really just raising kids and helping Benny with his business. So it was hard. It was so hard to get the mortgage for that house. Um, because on paper, I mean, we, we really couldn't afford it. And even when we got the mortgage, it was so hard to pay it. So I just assumed that like, I found the house, like, shouldn't the man do the rest? Like I just thought Benny was going to do all the paperwork and make it all happen and he i remember the first time he's like oh you have to call like well we got to see if we can get a loan you got to call this mortgage person i'm like what i mean i was so i was like appalled i remember being mad at you like you were like giving me this work that i had no intention to do and you were already making the majority of the money so it was like the least i could do was handle this but i was such a what do they call those cuban american princess yeah that i had spoiled rotten yeah um, and I was, I, I was so mad at you. And I mean, I was waking up every day, leaving, going to work, and coming home at six or seven, dirty and tired, and I wasn't going. I didn't want to move. Had several homes, and yeah. like you knew what you were doing, and I had no idea what I was doing. But that was my last home. I was done at that point. I didn't want any more homes. Yeah. No, there was a lot of like you didn't want a lot of what I was bringing into your life. But I would say, <laughs> I would say that that was a turning point for me. Like after I went through such a hard thing of like trying to get that mortgage and you really like threw me into the wolves. Like you did not assist me. You did not help me. That's not true. I mean, I was paying for it all and 
I, you know, the mortgage guy I put you in touch with. <laughs> Thank you, yes. I think we fired him or something, I don't remember. And, uh, but I feel like that was a moment where you let me not be your daughter and instead be yeah. your partner. And yeah. I feel like there are very, there's a lot of little moments like that in our lives where we can either let our partner be our child or be our partner. And you, and I, listen, I kicked and screamed like I was your toddler child, but you were not, you did not care about my kick and screaming. And you just believed that I could figure it out. I really did not believe I could figure it out. Like, I was like, you are misunderstood. Like, I cannot do this. <laughs> and, you were like, and you very much were like, you can. You do can do this. this. Yeah. Yes, and I, sure. I'm very grateful to that. And Great. So this day, guys, like, <laughs> funny, funny how things work out because Benny does real estate and that's like, we do so much of it. And now we just did one last, we just did a loan and it was easy peasy. Well, that process helped you tidy up your um, financial, yeah. everything. Like, yeah. And it taught you what you needed at a moment's notice, you know? Yes, so. it, teaches, it taught me how to get my ducks in a row. Right. It taught me how to like... Keep your accountant up to date with you. Yeah, be a partner with my accountant, yeah. like have files, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, you know, you could have let me be your daughter at that moment and you could have been like, okay, whatever, Nikki, like, don't worry about it. I'll take it over. You didn't. We would still be in that house. <laughs> I would not have done it. And I think you, I don't know, it wouldn't have worked. Like, we can't be each other's, like, parents. We have to be each other's partners. And I think there's always opportunities to, like, like you say, like, a man needs to be a man. But I think you often also say that, like, women don't let men be men. Yeah, it's a different situation. But, yeah, of course. And, I like, you let me be a woman in that moment. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. Queen Nikki. Okay. <laughs> How many times in the 12 years did you go see a divorce attorney? <laughs> Only once. Only once? Only That's once. good. I went when I was, when you were sick and I was just like, I, I needed to know. Well, yeah, I don't like, blame you. And I don't think there's anything it's wrong. It's okay. I, and honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong, especially for women. Like, I think women, especially women who were in my situation, like you were definitely more of the breadwinner at the time. And, but I was being taken advantage during that time. And I had to get my power back. And part of like going to the divorce attorney was like me getting my power back. Like I needed to see like what the situation was like, okay, what does this look like? And I also think that when you're, when you're playing in your head with like, oh, well, I can just divorce them or whatever, but you don't take any steps. Like it just stays in your head. So I had to take those steps and see the reality of like, what is the reality of like not being with this person? And like, you got to pick a lane. So I would say that um, I'm sure it's a horrible thing for you to hear that I, I did that, but it was, it was a bad time and I had to do it, but it also like gave me like the power that I needed to like go through with a very hard thing. Of course. Yeah. You can know what's going on and what to do. And you had the kids and, and I had Allie who wasn't legally mine. I had to like go through this process of figuring out how to adopt her and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was a hard time. It was a hard time, but we're here. Made it from the bottom, now we started from the Tata bottom. Tata would have never left Poppy, either. That's true. Tata would have never left Poppy. She didn't. Poppy <laughs> was his grandfather, guys, and she did not. No, he put her through. Yeah, I'm like a modern. The version. ringer. Yeah. <laughs> a modern version of what you were looking for, babe. Yeah, I just, well, I always just said you just had to, there, it had to have similarities to Tata. Because I knew you would never, that's just generational yes. thing where women were like that in that time. And, and being taken advantage of by guys. Yeah. Babe, why do you think we're such good partners? I think we're such good partners because we let each other do the different roles. Like, I don't interfere 
with you scolding the kids or their homeworking the rules about homework or you know the house and everything the it's pretty you know whatever you say goes in the house and you know like if it has to do with you know stuff that i have to like disciplining the kids and i'll step we let we 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 let each other do our separate roles and even like i don't interfere with you while you're doing yours and i back you up with the like just with the kids in general like you know, if they come and say, well, mom got mad at me, you know, like, well, yeah, of course, you know. Yeah, I would say that we're good. I think you're very good at that. Um, and you're very, I, one thing that my dad did not do that I feel like you do very well is that, um, and we, and you've taught me to do this, and I hope I'm doing a good job at this too, but it's like, you know, telling the kids like, oh, did you thank your mom for that? Or like, thank you, mom, for this. Um or if the kid, one of our kids gets out of line with you and I'm like, you do not talk to your father that way. Like you, we have to be on each other's sides. Um, and yes, like I'm not the, sometimes I definitely, you know, I think women want their husbands to raise their kids like women do. And like a man is a man, they're like a lion. So like sometimes a man might raise their voice or seem like they're getting aggressive. And of course, as a mom, you just want to jump in because you're thinking about all the trauma your husband might be causing to your child. Yeah, like riding the ATV or like teaching Allie to ride the dirt bike or yeah. little things like and, that. And I have to remember like that the kids need your influence, you know? So like that is something I learned throughout yeah. time. It's even though it's hard sometimes to watch, like <laughs> they need that balance. Yeah. They need to learn things from both of us. What are their partnership things? Um, well, we weren't always good partners. Like what do you think like, changed you from being like an independent person I would say and then becoming a partner I think there was like two stages of our partnership I would say like the first stage was like the first few years we were just trying to survive and we were partners in work and money like trying to make it basically together and then now I feel like the partnership has evolved if you got past the seven year mark you know you're not getting divorced so you just like said oh just fuck it I'm here (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, well, one thing about roles, um, we had roles in the beginning of our relationship and then we switched those roles. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, it wasn't healthy for our family the way those roles were at that time, I don't think. Yeah. You kind of like wanted my job and I wanted yours. I just didn't want mine at that point. What, what was your role before and what, like, what didn't you like about it? Just... The, well, I, it's not necessarily I didn't like the role. I didn't like my the way I was, uh, my job, my daily process of making money and so su- uh, su- supporting the family. It was you know it was in Miami. It was hot. I had a tree company. It was physical physical labor seven days a week. You know, working really hard with just all types of people, not showing up and. It's hard. I would say that, like, when you were in that, I was in the hard thing of raising these, like, young kids. And yeah. that is, like, so hard, too. And it's really, we. I think that stage is so interesting for a young couple because you're in war, but you're not on the same battlefield. So you think you're alone, you know? And, like, yeah. but you guys are battling just as much. Totally, yeah. I would just see money going out, and I'd be like, okay, I got to leave. I got to go because I got to go make that money, you know? Right, you kept feeling like I was spending a lot of money, and I was like, I'm not. Yeah. But it felt that way. I get it because of, like, the role that you were in, but then I felt like I No, and our family was growing. 
every time oliver and then ethan and we had ali already and then the new home and then the cars and then and the private schools and the organic food. I'm getting anxiety <laughs> just sitting here <laughs> thinking about this. Jeez, the Disney vacations. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's and too much. Yeah. What do you think? Um, and then so we saw there was a problem there and we fixed it by switching some roles. Because I guess. Well, the roles just evolved after rehab. Yeah. <laughs> You sort of had to start making money because I wasn't there to make money. And then I when I got out, you... Little, I think I'm better. No, you're very good at making money, but I had a better way of yeah, making money. Yeah, of course. My way, like, is... Yeah, very physical, very manly, very hard, you know. I was thinking about asking my friends because I'm going into Miami this weekend, so and I don't have any help. So I was, like, going to put my on my group text. I was going to be like, hey, if anybody needs any side gigs or something, you need some help. I need some help over here at this job because I'm going to be there for a and week. Going, um, just so you guys know, he's going to Miami for a week to do a project with one of his old clients. At the Marine Stadium. At Key Biscayne. Yeah. So, um, and then I, I started typing and I was like, this is, nobody's going to say they're going to come help me. Right. My, You know, my friends are like, uh, yeah, they're, well, they're in their own grind. But if you put out a text to the neighbors to come help you here, how many people would you Oh, man, they're, they're, they're willing to fly to Miami. They're willing to drive to Miami with me to come help me. Because people, because it's just a different life. Here. Yeah. It's not, our friends are such good people. It's just that it's like hard. It's hard living. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I'm sure. And it was very hard for us. So we. Well, not only that, but just like in general, there's not a lot of people that do the type of work that I do physical with your hands and you go destroy stuff or like yeah. very dangerous, you know, like they don't. Right. That's yeah. why we're very, we very much want you to pass on your gifts to oh. the kids. The kids, yeah. I teach them everything I know. I'm constantly trying to make them. Every time I do a project, I even if it's just them for 30 seconds putting something on or something, I always try to make them do it. Because, yeah, they need to learn how to be little men. <laughs> they are. A lot of guys have a hard time facing their demons. What made you feel safe enough to go into your own healing? And how can women help their male partners feel safe enough to heal? So, like... You know, like women, like, like, why is it that men can't share their, their feelings? But I think it's also a woman can make like a space or a container to help you get there. Like, what do you think like helped you get into your own healing? I, I mean, you made it very easy for me to be, to have a place to do that for, for a long time. Like, you know, when I got back, you weren't like, you know, go get a job, go get money, go where you're, you know, you were very supportive and you gave me time and space to like heal correctly, I think. I think if if I would have had like jump back into work, I don't think I would have stayed sober as long or you know, who knows. But um, so I think you know the fact that you were supportive and um, gave me a place to heal and time, and um, and you you did great at it when you switched your role and you were started making a lot of money and you started doing well when you you know um, so it, it was easy for me to stop the madness and stop and smell the roses and just, you know, spend time with my kids or, you know, do the dishes or just not walk by the dirty laundry and actually stop and get and do it or just so it's easier. You guys, seriously, Benny was somebody that like never <laughs> emptied the dishwasher, like never did the laundry. And now this week he's leaving to Miami and he's like emptying the dishwasher. He's like, what are you guys going to do without me? 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, this guy, we've created a monster. Like, this guy's been doing dishes for two years and he, like, swears he is, like, <laughs> he, just because he didn't do dishes for, like, 10 years straight. <laughs> um, thanks, babe. No, I, I agree. I think, and it's funny, I personally, from the other side, I knew you were sick. Like, I knew something was wrong with you, um, like, two years before we went down that road. And, I also felt that there was no time to get you healed. Right. I was like, there's no way that Benny could not make money for three months. Right. Like this, we will die. Like, like I have all these bills and all these things. So like, I think that you, I had to get to the place too, that I was like, you were holding yourself back too. Right. And I told myself like, you know what? Fuck it. I love this family and this husband in a cardboard box which to me meant that like everything I had none of it mattered if there was no health and if that meant I was like losing my home so yeah it's like the surrender to losing everything but to gain the most important thing which is like health yeah it took a lot of years but yeah so I couldn't do it right away but I but I did start working on like can I make the space for Benny to get healthy and that's kind of why I focused on my business um, prior and I mean it wasn't perfect I had to borrow money from my dad to like pay for rehab and <laughs> um, your friends like sent us meals for like a whole month they were like guilt meals but they sent us meals nonetheless <laughs> so there was a lot of help during that um, during that time but yeah I guess it's like I guess so like in order to heal you need space is what you're saying and like support. Yeah, I mean, you need to get out of whatever situation you're in and um, have time for yourself to learn, you know, just new things. It's a whole new world. You know, you're not used to any of it. Yeah, you were like a little baby bird. Yeah, when little baby bird. back from rehab, I remember seeing your face. Like, you were just like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. started like with coffee, with like the basics. <laughs> Wake up and have coffee and just relax. <laughs> What's so funny is that, like, um, you know, first, you, I, I think when somebody needs healing, like your husband, let's say, like, you have to see them as sick. And I think that helped me a lot. Like, I felt to myself, I'm like, what if Benny got diagnosed with some crazy cancer? Well, I was going to keep making him work. Like, he's not a freaking racehorse, you know? So I treated it like that. Like, okay, yes, this is a disaster. But, like, even through those disasters, you get through it. So you really have to be brave enough um, to do that. And it just really paid us back. And then we made all the changes, I would say. And then we made role changes, like you said. And I always, I always joked, I was like, I think Benny wants my job. Like, <laughs> and even to this day, like... The um, kids are much happier. The kids are much happier, <laughs> for sure. Because it's a balance, because they have both parents. Yeah. You know? I'm much happier. And Benny still works, guys. He take, he's just smart about it. He takes on projects, and he makes, like, a big amount of money and, like, for a small project and he takes on a few a year and there was like a friend that was asking him to do a project for him and he was like listen you have to pay me this much and I gotta be able to drop off my kids and pick up my kids at three o'clock if not I'm not doing this project oh yes the, yeah they want me to do like this guy wants me to be in an hourly project with him like a superintendent and what oh, building you know 10 homes and and I'm like no no you're like <laughs> Your emergency, what is that saying? Your like emergency. What man would go and like tell another man that he needs to pick up his kids at three o'clock. Yeah, because that's what's important now. It's not the, uh, I'm not looking to get back into running around and, and um, 
the situations that got me where I was at that time. I, I want something different. So it's in, I, I, you know, as that book, I, I read that book, it was like rewire your brain. So it's like, you know, and now I just look at things backwards, inside out and yeah, start there. Have, that was, I, I sent Benny <laughs> to rehab, guys. I packed his bag and I put like three brain books in there. <laughs> Actually, it's right there. Like it's peeking out, rewire your brain. So yeah. poor Benny. I was like sending him off to like sleep a week. It worked. It was a good book. And and I I take that to heart though like over everything I just exaggerate it like you know what? What like rewiring it physically oh. like not just sitting down and med meditating and yeah. and and like pretending they're rewired like I physically go in there and I try to yeah, force true. them to be wired. That's like a, yeah, that's a healing technique. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, and then you got to switch your environment, which you did. Yeah, well, I mean, you helped me. Like, what do you think about, like, sharing feelings? Like, why can you kind of, like, share your feelings and be aware of your feelings? And I just don't really give a shit. I don't really care what anybody else thinks or it doesn't really cross my mind like I shouldn't because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't really care. If, like I said, surrendering is a big, easy, that and microdosing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, no, I don't even that. Oh, good. Yeah. I think that's, like, made me, like, a natural sedation where I'm just, like, very slow and paced and I methodically think about like and then if it's bad I just don't even put myself there and I'm very calm and thoughtful now I yeah, think you had to get off the wheel yeah I had to get out of the rat race of yeah and I just good I just never had I never jumped back in to it right so and I didn't want to either I was totally I'm happy not being in that anymore I think we go in phases in our life and I did that phase and I was like I did it really well, and I'm done with it. Right. Yeah, I think that's so what's thing, next? Right? Like, I think, like, thinking of our parents, my dad, for example, like, he was just always working that way. Like, that was, like, the rest of his life. And I think as a man, if you're providing hardcore, like, in those, like, the, the 30s, the early 40s, and that's the rest of your life, like, that must be so depressing to think that way. Right, right. Like, this is forever. <laughs> you got to, like, think of something else. Like, you just got to go outside and, and, and think another way. Speaking of feelings, babe. Oh, does your community know how moody you are? <laughs> I mean, if they know. Do you tell them about your mood swings, the ups and downs, and lefts and rights, and the roller coaster? The roller coaster. I mean, everybody's a roller coaster, really. You know, everybody has their ups and downs. Well, I uh, first of all, did you know I'm a Cancer and I have a lot of Cancer energy, and like that's what they're known for, babe. Yeah. It's just part of who I am. Okay. And second, I would say, you're so good at dealing with that with me. Like, you, like, let me go through my moods, and you know that I'm going to get myself out. Like, you have a lot of belief in me. Maybe that's why I believe yeah. in myself, because, like, you believe in me. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I believe in you. Definitely. You're a strong chick. Yeah, like, she's going to be okay. Yeah, you're going to be all right. And, and it's just the mood. It's, you know. It's, it's like past. It's just the which way is the wind blowing today. Just, it's not just you. It's anybody. I do it, too. Like... You know, you we were very moody when you were stressed working. It was oh, hard. sure. You were like constantly yeah. mad. It was so. Hard. It was yeah. I would make a lot of money, and it, more would go out the door. You know, and I, I never I, talked to you. It was so hard. I had all this broken equipment. Everything was junk. It was like every day was a fight. Customers didn't want to pay me. It was like just a freaking nightmare. I know, and it's hard. And you would come home, and I just like wanted to be your wife, and I couldn't. Yeah, I wanted to. I just wanted to come home and go to sleep because I knew I had to wake up at 6.30. Oh, my gosh, babe. So depressing. Okay, we got to yeah. turn this thing around. All right. So does your community know how moody you are? I already asked you 
You like, did? What did you answer? I don't know. Oh, I guess I didn't answer the question, but no, maybe they don't know I'm moody. But yes, I, I run a roller coaster of emotions. Okay. But I'm an artist. That's how that works, babe. Okay. It's good. It's healthy. So why do you pretend you hate working with me? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki always got she was uh, she helped me start my first business and like um, you know with the office work and estimates and invoices and um, but it wasn't very healthy for our relationship and and then it got to the point where she wanted to leave so she started trying to do her own thing and, and you didn't really believe in it either. that's not true I I paid I. Paid for all the weekends of uh, everywhere you would go to these festival. What was, what was it? These it healing an things. For you, no? I mean, I didn't look at it as an investment back then, but I just I didn't really care. I didn't really care. I was just like, I got I, I didn't have time to think about why you didn't want to push the computer strokes for me. I I didn't have time because I had but to go. We had a lot of good years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got tired of it, and I, rightfully so. It was a disaster of a business, and uh, it was just very quick and fast and and now you're you're moving into your next business which we're excited about which yeah. is, um the the homes yep and how how does it feel asking me to do things for you it's annoying because you don't want to do anything i'm like dude i just need help like can you print this you hoard the printer up here in this in your sanctuary and like i can't print anything i don't even have my own computer i just have to work off my phone it's very aggravating i'll tell you why it's hard to like why I have a hard time working with you sometimes. It's because I have like authority issues and I don't like anybody to be my boss. And when I work with you, you're always the boss. Definitely. But this I, stuff's got to get done. And I know what needs to get done. Yeah, you do know <laughs> I'm not, I, guys, it's hard to say, but people are always like, oh, you're such a good business person. And I was like, well, I actually learned a lot of it from Gunny. Yeah. I learned a lot of it from, I think we learned a lot of it together. Like, yeah, like in the good. trenches. We, you know, we were, you know, this, my crazy business was doing it this way, and then we were like, oh, no, we got to do it like this. And then we learned a lot that way. But you, I, babe, I really feel like you were like a mentor. You knew a lot more than I did when yeah. I first met you. So I, I learned a lot. I was thrown into the world early. You know how, like, you know how, like, your prodigy gets better than you? That's, like, what I am. Like, I surpassed the mentor. <laughs> okay. We'll see. So if you can predict the next 10 years, of being together what's it going to be like I don't know like a lot of saving for our retirement um, a lot of uh, new businesses hopefully like healthy happy no more children no more kids what? <laughs> no we're moving into an era of like no more kids no more kids and uh, they're going to be going to college and high schools and tell them what our what our like um, our plan is when our kids get older like what what are we doing well, my plan is I don't know if you're joining me or not, but we're going to get like a little sprinter van. The kids are going to be, you know, one's going to be, Oliver wants to go to Colorado to be on the snowboarding team. And Allie's going to be, you know, Miami or Tennessee or I don't know where she's, and then Ethan got, and then, so my plan is that we can just go see one of them. We can drive, you know, camp out on the way. You can do some podcasts inside the van. And some readings, and then I, you know, I'll go for a hike or something, and then we'll drive to the next kid, and you know, okay. Guys, travel around. Will you be listening to our podcast if it's coming from a van? <laughs> so, we, so, okay, we are going to van hop through colleges. Yep. Well, Ali will be out of college by the boys. Boys are college. Are we going to? 
are where are we parking such van? Is it like are we parking in like the parking lot of like the dorms? Like yeah, that's a good idea. That's how this is gonna work. I don't know. I mean, and wherever. Can, and can it be a Mercedes van? I don't like, care. Don't put me in some like shitty. No. <laughs> I don't care. I just think we just follow our kids around. I think we'll get bored here. Just hundred oh, uh, percent. We're so, I think it's great. I think yeah. it's great. We just have to stay young and healthy. And we're so interested in traveling, and we haven't. I mean, we've traveled, you know, a little bit, but we want to do a lot more. So hopefully, we can do that in that time. Yeah. All right. Well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Pam. I love you, bro. I love you too. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you have a sec, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are so helpful. And if you're ready to start living your soul-led life, pick up my latest book, Soul-Led Living, available on Amazon. Until next time, love you much.